Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rooting Around podcast, a podcast where we talk about countries around the world. I'm Kevin. That's Sam. <laughs> I was waiting for you to go in. <laughs> and I'm Ed. I think everyone has to finish with, and I'm Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Today is a beautiful day. Oh, yeah. A stunning day. One of the best days. Because we're going to not one, but two countries that are far smaller than Luxembourg. And it's, it's, it's amazing. I've been waiting for this for a long time. So I think I know why you're so excited about... Oh, well, yeah, we're talking about Liechtenstein and San Marino. Yeah. Which is very exciting. And I've got a theory as to why you're so excited. It's because you can be a Billy Big Balls and be like, yeah, Luxembourg's bigger than these places. Or Billy yeah. Big Beans, we'll call you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's true. But also, I, I genuinely find small places like that so intriguing because, yes, Luxembourg is small. But... We it just works like a normal country and everything. Like there's just less of everything instead of having a thousand cinemas. We've got three, right? Mm. But those two countries are just so like so small. So we'll, we'll start with Liechtenstein, and for the size, the area that's 160 square kilometers. That's which nothing. is. It's just, it's nothing. Like, it fits 16 times inside inside Luxembourg and Ooh. 131 times in, inside of Wales. 131? Yeah. Fuck. And the population is 39.5 thousand. Isn't that the population of Bristol? No, the population of Bristol is like 500,000. Oh. Or 400,000, I think. It's like 10 times smaller than Bristol in population. Wow. <laughs> It's 15 times smaller than Luxembourg in population and uh, 75 times smaller than Wales in population. Jesus. But they are very rich for the size of their country. Well, both of them, right? They're both loaded. I read that, I'm not 100% on the, the figures, but the monarchy are the richest in Europe. Um, and they've got like 7 or 8 billion in comparison to like Queen Elizabeth, who's like, like six, seven hundred million, I think. That's crazy. Just a you know, only six, seven hundred million. That's yeah, but I mean, the fact that also they have a royal family for such a small like. Mm. Imagine a small British town having its own like royal stuff. It's weird, but one thing yeah. that I, as you know, love football, and Kev, you went to watch Newport recently, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I, I, I got a shirt as well. New bird. You got a shirt from Newport. <laughs> yeah, training kit. Oh, oh my God. Well, in England, well, in, in the UK, there's a big culture for away days where fans of one club go where the, their team is playing. And obviously that sometimes can be, I don't know, a four-hour drive or something. So I was like, what's the longest away day you could possibly have in Liechtenstein? <laughs> and... Turns out they've got a very convoluted football system because they don't have a league. They play in Switzerland. All their clubs play in Switzerland. So they've got seven clubs. They all play in Switzerland. I think the best club plays in the second division, so not even that good. The best club, though, like, are they... Well, they're professionals, and they play in in the second tier of Swiss football. But But that that many players for that few people yeah 
What's the percentage of professional football players? <laughs> <laughs> you say seven teams. Seven teams, yeah. And they probably have. Like, Let's say seven teams. They're going to have 20, including bench and backups and stuff. Yeah, probably a bit more. It's 140 people. But and what's the population? <laughs> 40,000. But they all also have reserve teams, which I'll get to because it's, it's pretty incredible. Um, so they all play in Switzerland, but to play European competitions, you need a, a national competition and whoever wins the national competition is qualified for European competitions. So they've got a cup, like the FA Cup in the UK. They've got a Liechtenstein Cup. But what cup only has seven teams? First of all, that doesn't like... That doesn't work because seven teams is an uneven number. How are you going to do a cup with that? So what they did is they bring in the second and third teams. So the reserve teams of those seven main teams. So that means that sometimes the first team of a club might play against its second or third team in like the semi-final of the cup. <laughs> Who do you cheer for? Okay, well, if there's that many people... We're talking about at least 33 people per club. <laughs> oh, way more probably. Probably like 60, 60 players per club. And you've got seven clubs. So, yeah. So, 60 times seven. I is want to work out the maths. So, 420. Hang on. Yeah, 420 out of 40,000 as a percentage is 1.05. 1 1%. Of the entire population as a football player. Is a semi-professional or professional football player. <laughs> that doesn't sound right to me, Ed. No. It, it, they're all, obviously, they're not all semi-professional. Like just this one team <laughs> called Vaduza semi-professionals or professionals. Backpedaling, mate. Uh, no, but seriously, they're like because Vaduz play in the second division and they played in Europe because they won the cup. Uh, they are professionals, but there's other teams that are playing like the seventh tier of Swiss football. Obviously, they won't be professional, but they still have like a second and third team. And to bring back to the first thing I was actually saying, the longest away day is FC Vugel against FC Balzers, which is a distance of 23 kilometers, which takes 34 minutes. You could, you could walk that. <laughs> <laughs> you could definitely walk that. Not much time to drink a beer on the bus, though. And is, is football, uh, we can go through their, their national symbols in a bit, but is football their national sport, I'm guessing? No, actually, like... Unless they've got it's, weird, like, fencing. No, it's or... skiing and, and, and stuff like that, because obviously they're in the mountains. Uh, we didn't say and all rich. the actual basics. It's a double landlocked country, one of, one of two double landlocked countries in the world, I think, or three, between Switzerland and Austria. Uzbekistan is double landlocked yeah. as well, I think. double landlocked, mean? But all the countries surrounding it are also landlocked. That's exactly what it means. Wow. Yeah. And one last thing about football. Luxembourg beat them yesterday. Just had so. to squeeze that in, didn't they? Congratulations. You, we would, you know. Thank you. The, what, the best team in... No, as in the national team. Oh, they beat the national team. Yeah, congrats. Thank wow. Yeah. A bunch of plumbers beat a bunch of plumbers. <laughs> <sighs> that's rude one of them's an ex-convict isn't he maybe even soon convict again because he's, in, he's going to court soon in the next couple of weeks I think oh my god Jackson Rodriguez legend he did score as well he scored the winner <laughs> and he's not an ex-convict oh well that's good that makes him so much better yeah. he's not an ex-convict as well to be fair to him he, he went to what is it called 
uh, use, yeah, there you go. But he is appearing and in court like next month for something. I don't know what. <laughs> anyway, back to Liechtenstein. Right, Liechtenstein. The national flag of Liechtenstein consists of two horizontal bands of blue um, on the top and red with a gold crown in the upper left corner. The colours represent the blue sky and the red and gold shield. That's the flag. It's nice. quite a nice flag. Nice and nice and simple. The national coat of arms features a golden crown resting on a blue shield with a stylized representation of the prince's crown and royal scepter. Um, what is a microstate? Is a microstate defined as a double landlocked country, or is it just due to its size? Yeah, I don't know how small you have to be to be a microstate, to be honest. But so Oxford Dictionary defines a microstate as. A very small country. Thanks. <laughs> Can you get the definition of very small? <laughs> yeah. A small area of land that has a small population that is considered to be a sovereign state. Right. Well. Oh, fair enough. A country that is small in both population and area. There's no numbers. It's not very... Do you know there's only six microstates in the world? Oh, can you name them all? We're going to do two today. So, Marino, Liechtenstein, Monaco. Vatican. Yeah. Ooh. And then some I. Andorra. Andorra, yeah. Oh, are they all in Europe? Yeah. Oh. Malta. Malta, yeah. Oh. Good job, you guys. Fair play. Mm. I forgot that Malta was a country for a moment. <laughs> what do you know about Liechtenstein? That, that is where the surname Liechtenstein came from. Oh, there's a surname Liechtenstein. Yeah. Do you know anyone called Liechtenstein? Nope. Oh, have you heard of someone nope. called Liechtenstein? Nope. What, what's, I just read what that. What kind of fact is that? <laughs> that people are named Liechtenstein. That's what I know. I've got a bunch of nonsensical facts, but I'm going to go in with my absolute favourite. So one of its biggest exports are false teeth. <laughs> so they provide Europe with 40% of its false teeth. <laughs> what? And the world with 20%. <laughs> oh, that really tickled me, I don't know why. They, pr <laughs> they produced 60 million artificial teeth in 10,000 different shades and shapes. And yeah, 20% of the world's wide distribution of uh, false so teeth. Did you say... And its main market is in India because of the Bollywood industry. What? So, they, so their company, uh, what are they called... Vivident, and uh, they've opened up a an office in in India, and they distribute their fake teeth over there. Why does Bollywood need so much fake teeth? Because Bollywood is veneers. Everyone's yeah. just got their their teeth look like the masks. You know, uh, Jim Carrey's in the mask. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just big, huge, beautiful teeth, and that's where that's where they get all their all their goods. Well, well, well. I don't know how much money they make. So you said sixty million, right? A year. A year. So that's 1,500 teeth per inhabitant. <laughs> Imagine if that was just your annual labour for the year. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they all do. They're like, they're like Sanders elves, but for teeth. That's, that's <laughs> over 100 a month. Uh, yeah, this, this, uh, this article has labelled uh, Vivident as a global dental behemoth. <laughs> Coming from the smallest country. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So you said that skiing was their only sport, their, their, their national sport. Skiing? Yeah. Yeah. They only have one ski resort. Well, have you seen the size of it? 
Yeah, but come on. Does but it take na- up half the country? They, they, they national sport. They only have one ski resort. Yeah, but they can't fit more than one. Yeah, no, you've There's got only like fit, but... half a mountain in that country. They share the mm, mountain with That's true. So. <laughs> true. There's something really funny about Liechtenstein, which over the... We can do the history later, but which over the years has always tried to remain neutral. But they've had a few incidents involving the Swiss army. I think I read about it. <laughs> so the latest incident was on the 3rd of March 2007. A company of 171 Swiss soldiers mistakenly entered Liechtenstein because they were disoriented and took a wrong turn due to bad weather conditions. The troops returned to Swiss territory after they had travelled more than two kilometres into the country, a literal invasion, and the Liechtenstein authorities did not discover the incursion and were informed by the Swiss after the incident. So they basically said, oh, by the way, we invaded your country, you didn't do it on purpose, and Liechtenstein was like, oh, we didn't even realise. That's amazing. And they don't have a military either. So it's just like they're getting invaded and there's nothing they can react with. (laughs) In 1992, the Swiss Swiss Army recruits unknowingly crossed the border, again, seems to happen a lot, and went to Treisenberg, which is a a city or like a a town, to set up an observation post. Swiss commanders had overlooked the fact that Treisenberg was not on Swiss territory. Switzerland Switzerland later apologised to Liechtenstein for the incident. What the fuck? (laughs) In... December 1985, anti-aircraft missiles fired by the Swiss army landed in Liechtenstein uh, during a winter storm, causing a forest fire in a protected area. Compensation was paid. <laughs> Wait, did it? Did you say it landed in Liechtenstein? Because yeah. there's no airport there. Well, but the, the missiles, they don't need a fucking runway. Oh, I thought you said it, it was a plane. <laughs> fucking hell, sorry. Uh, no. Control, being like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anti-aircraft missiles. Yeah, they just you just wave in the the colour codes. I think I think pushing their luck. What are you saying? Oh, they were. Well, every couple of years, they're like, let's just invade them a little bit more. Let's just bomb them. See what happens. <laughs> what are they going to do? You're talking about the Liechtenstein ski resort called Malbon. Yeah. Well, on the 14th of October, 1968. <laughs> Five artillery shells fired by the Swiss army accidentally hit Liechtenstein's only ski resort. That's a dick. That's the national sport. Yeah, that's that's bad. But the only damages were a few chairs belonging to an outdoor restaurant. So it's all right. I'd be human. Imagine skiing in Liechtenstein. You're like, everything's good. Everything's fine. <laughs> we're Liechtenstein. That's it. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> So they've been cheeky buggers. Switzerland. I think they are. Oh, yeah. I think they're just pushing their luck. They're like, you know, you know what would be funny? We bomb Liechtenstein again. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple of other bits. They have no railway stations and no airports. Wow. Uh, oh, no. International railway stations. Oh, wow. So they have, an in- sure. they have one of the little circuits that you get in. <laughs> the little circuits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> magnetic wooden trains. <laughs> It's got one of the highest GDP per capita. Mm. That's 1,500 teeth uh, <laughs> uh, a year. <laughs> Obviously, it's it's got low taxes, so it hosts a lot of very, very uh, large companies. I don't know. I've, I've never heard of these. There's a company called Hilti, 
which I think is like a, a tools company. And then uh, ThyssenKrupp pressed a steering, which creates a third of all new steering columns in cars. <laughs> what, in Liechtenstein? Yeah. But they're based there. They don't create... I think they produce oh, them. Yeah. So if- They own one office chair in a building. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they speak German mm. and they use the Swiss franc for their currency. Oh, and they often host the... I only found out about this today, but there's uh, the games of the small states of Europe. Oh, I knew about this, but yeah. <laughs> which is... Well, yeah, it's organised by the European Olympic Committee and was formed in 1984. Bless her. And there are eight members. <laughs> oh, wait, hang on. So <laughs> there were eight members and the group's ninth member uh, in 2009 was admitted and it was Montenegro. And all the popula- uh, all of the countries have a population of less than one million, except Cyprus, because the population was below one million in 1984. And they've just not adjusted. So you've got Andorra, Cyprus, them out. Iceland. <laughs> Seems like a Iceland's got like three hundred, yeah, only three hundred thousand population. Iceland's tiny. They need dating websites that have like a um, oh, like the family, yeah, thing. family thing, yeah, incest <laughs> mode. <laughs> you can turn it on or off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, so you got yeah, you got Iceland, Liechtenstein, Luxembourg, Malta, Monaco, Montenegro, and San Marino. That's really cute. All the little guys sticking together. Yeah, oh, yeah. Otherwise, you don't win. And that's me. I'm I'm tapped on Liechtenstein now. The only thing I've got still is the food. They don't have a specific national dish, but one of the most like popular dishes is uh, Kerstnöpfle or Kerspetzle, which is basically the same as. Uh, the Swiss dish spätzle, which is uh, and Austrian as well, which is sort of like pasta, uh, with, similar to like the, the normal spätzle that you might know, like from Germany, um, but a bit short and thicker, and mixed with grated cheese. Mm. Pretty good. I'm on a real cheese hype at the moment. I had some cheese in the day, right? That was the funkiest cheese I've ever tried in my life. Like I couldn't, I can finish it. Like proper blue funky or just old? No, no. So it's like not found in the UK blue. Oh, yeah. And it's been bathed in Stroud Brewery's Hop Drop Ale. Uh, it's gluten-free. It's vegan. It's really good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's like soaked in ale for ages as well. And it's so funky. It was, it was grim. I couldn't do it. I love me a funky cheese. The chefs in work were like, this is great. And I was like, oh, fucking not. I had a smoked blue cheese once. Ooh. That sounds good, though. And I couldn't get the smell out of my fridge for about six months. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes something just sticks yeah, yeah. in the fridge and you just can't get it out. Yeah, it was that. Like in Russia, every fridge smells like cold meats. Yeah, that wouldn't be surprising. And a bit of dill, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, that's me. I'm uh, Liechtenstein. I'm, I'm all, all out for that one. I've got a couple of places worth visiting. There's Vadu's Castle, which uh, overlooks the Alps and the Rhine. Seems quite pretty. Oh, the Rhine is supposed to be beautiful. There's, uh, I'm going to say this carefully, Kunstmuseum, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is a contemporary art museum. 
and it's got modern architecture and it's quite nice. Melbourne, which is uh, the ski resort, which turns into a hiking destination in the summer. In Vaduz as well, but that castle is, is a really nice Christmas market. I wonder if they do like Christmas markets always have those stands with like some tats and stuff like that. I wonder if they do like carvings of teeth and just, you know, have a little sculpture oh, made out of teeth. Yeah. <laughs> it's next to the Yorkshire pudding rolls. No. <laughs> Um, so the the Vaduz Castle, so that's the Prince of Liechtenstein lives there. I think so. So yeah. that's his residence. So I think the mon- is the monarchy is the prince. And don't, is it there that they have like a party every year where everyone's invited to the castle? I, that rings I a bell, know. but I don't know. There's a certain day that they um, every everyone from Liechtenstein's like welcomed to the castle for a party. Is it Liechtenstein's National Day? Could the be. Makes the most sense. Fifteenth of August. Yeah. And of all commemorating the Feast of Assumption. Mm. What's that mean? <laughs> oh. I don't know. The Feast of Assumption. <laughs> Maybe ChatGPT's fucking me over with this one. <laughs> <laughs> Assum- uh, assumption, let me, though. Let me is, see. Uh, I don't trust you, Internet anymore. No, assumption, though, is like a Christian holiday in. The Assumption of Mary. In yeah, in August, uh, I think. And I've got a I've got a cryptid as well. I took Ooh. Tom's role here. I've got a they have I tried looking and I just found Dragon. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. The Alpine Wildman, they call it. Which is uh, in it Tatsel Tatzelworm. Tatzelworm. Like tinsel worm. Aye. Anyway. <laughs> um basically it is a dragon like creature. With a cat's head. Ooh, that almost sounds like the How to Train Your Dragon dragon. Because they have they have a very feline head, don't they? And I've got a bit of a festival. They have uh, it's called Fashing, and it's like a carnival. Uh, colorful costumes, funny masks, and a whimsical parade. And it's in winter. Nice. So that might be the one in the castle. There needs to be more whimsy in life. I think. Yeah. Because it can brighten your day. Just one piece yeah. of whimsy every day. <laughs> a whimsy a day keeps the sadness away. <laughs> keeps the tuttle worm away. <laughs> Tatsel worm, sorry. <laughs> Tatsel worm. Uh, okay, well that's Liechtenstein. You got anything left, Ed? No, no, all, all done. Uh, it does look amazing, to be fair. I, I would genuinely like to go mm. because it's it's pretty cool. It's Half of it is a valley because the other half is the mountain and it just looks amazing i mean the alps are pretty a pretty cool place anyway but the fact that the whole country is in the alps makes it pretty pretty cool i mean it looks just like everywhere else around it so it's not special by any means it's just no like (laughs) it's a bit rude but no you're right like you can go to switzerland and just see the same things but yeah there's nothing you won't see anywhere else but it's still pretty cool no, I know. All right. Well, that's Liechtenstein. And let's head to San Marino. Okay, right. Well, now we're on San Marino. San Marino is a lot smaller. San Marino is a whole 100 square kilometers smaller. <laughs> it is 61.2 square kilometers, which means... Right, I want to know these football stats now, Ed. They're coming. But first, you can fit... 43 Luxem- uh, San Marinos in Luxembourg, 
and 344 inside of Wales. Wales is bigger than you think, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Every time we have these, like, Wales facts, I'm always like, Wales is massive! Yeah, but San Marino is tiny. (laughs) Population is 33,700, which makes it smaller than Salisbury. 33,000. Yeah, and not just by a bit. Salisbury's got 40k. So this is like... <laughs> What's the population of London? Is it like 5 mil? It's like 8 million. Isn't it like 8 or 9? Yeah. Eight, like, you know what I mean? Like, that, it just blows my mind that there's countries the size of villages. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's a population of Froome. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, you know, you must know everyone. You, you must do. Like, it's just not like... It's just a village, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. <laughs> Froome has twenty eight thousand people. That's just five thousand less than the whole country of San Marino. <laughs> <laughs> For those listeners who aren't from the southwest, Froome is a tiny village in the middle. Of, well, it's not a village. It's a really really small town in in Somerset, in the southwest of England. Yeah. Um, I got a list of national symbols. They're not really national symbols. They don't have any special relationship with animals or or anything like that. So the flag is two horizontal bands of white uh, on the top and a light blue with a national coat of arms in the centre. The coat of arms features a shield with three towers on three peaks of Mount Titano, which is the highest mountain, probably only mountain. Such a good name for a mountain. Would you call it Titano? I... Don't know. Titano. Uh representing the main tower main towers of San Marino, and the shield is surrounded by an oak and laurel wreath, symbolizing strength and freedom. That's nice. Mount Titano is a huge deal for, for San Marino. Um I guess it's one of the only features of their landscape because it's tiny. Um San Marino's patron saint is Saint Marinus. And his feast day on September 3rd is celebrated as a national holiday. And then the three towers on Mount Titano, 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 are Guaita, Sesta, and Montale. Um, and they're all iconic symbols of their medieval heritage. I'm pretty sure that. Um, and then the word. That chap that you mentioned, what's his name? Marinus, something like that. Marinus, yeah. He's the guy who founded it. Yeah. 301 AD. So quite a long time ago. Yeah. Wasn't it? He was, he's from the Dalmatian coast on an island and someone was invading that area in 300 AD. Unfortunately, Tom's not here because he, he would have known to the Byzantium Empire podcast (laughs) and they had a penchant for killing Catholics and uh, Christians. So he fled and then went to this area to find refuge and built a uh, a temple, not a temple, what would you call him? A monastery on, on the mountain. And then other people that were fleeing the, you know, the people that wanted them dead all went up there. And then that's how, how it slowly became San Marino. Mm. And it survived the Napoleonic Wars. It survived the unification of Italy. World War Two, it was neutral, but they took in refugees from the Allies, I think. So mainly aviators and stuff like that. Yeah, in the middle of Italy. Yeah, but I suppose they did it towards the end when uh, Italians 
decided to go to the winning side. Oh, they decided to do a little, the old switcheroo. <laughs> the old switcheroo, yeah. And yeah, it's not part of the EU or anything, which is strange, I find, because... So so what's the dealio with the borders there, then? Open borders, surely. Yeah, what's their trade with Italy? Like? Uh, they're, in, they're in Schengen, I believe, so you don't have to cross the border. Uh, or yeah. at least in the EEA, and like in Switzerland... You don't always have to, like, there is a border, there's some border guards sometimes, but you don't have to stop every time. Um, it's not like the UK where you have to show your passport every time. But in talking about traveling and moving around, Tom, you asked a very important question earlier. Uh, what's the longest away day for a football game in San Marino? It's between Dogana and Monte Giardino, 15 kilometers. 21 minutes to go watch your favourite team play away. That's not bad. bad. Go for a run. The players just probably walk there from from their house. Yeah, that's the warm-up. It's just a nice jog. (laughs) (laughs) But funny enough, they've got 16 teams. They've got 16? 16 teams, yeah. It's crazy. So what's their population again? 33.7 thousand. All right, so 34k, 17 teams. So we're going to say, what, 20 people per team? No, 25. 1.25%. Nailed it. That's all right. It's not too bad. But that's only the men's teams. Oh my god! Yeah. Are the are the women's international team also the worst in the world? I don't know. But talking about the worst in the world, they are San Marino are literally the worst in the world because they are officially yeah they're the lowest ranked team football team in the world. It doesn't really. They've. Count. I I heard one fact that they've. I I don't know how what the duration is, but they've lost every single game bar one so in like i don't know i'll, I'll hand over the football stuff to you ed so yeah I've, I've, it's pretty it's pretty crazy just guess the 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 year they last won a game 1962 oh, that's a long time <laughs> no 87 no 2004 so it's okay but and that's that's 19 years <laughs> yeah, when was the last one they won before that uh, I don't, I'm not sure they won more than once, to be honest. But uh, I, I don't know about that, to be honest, Sam. But that's been 136 games as of yesterday, because yesterday they had a game and they lost, obviously. So 136 games since they last won. They've never won a competitive game. So that game they did win in April 2004. That was a friendly. They did break their own record, though, I think, this, this week by scoring three games in a row. They scored yesterday against Finland or something, and they they scored the, the, the two games before, which is unheard of. It took it literally took them years so to score bad. a goal. Um, Imagine being their coach and being in the changing rooms before and you're like, right, boys, just have fun. <laughs> Go out there smiling. <laughs> it is free. Worst thing that can happen is you lose. <laughs> It's, teach- it's like it's like teaching fucking pee wee football. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty. But imagine the feeling when they score. It's oh crazy. God, yeah. You have to see the and videos. Matt, you'll be orgasmic. It, it's like there's there's videos. They scored against Poland like a couple of years ago, where they hadn't scored for like something silly, like ten years. And their celebrations was like if they won the World Cup, they all ran. On, they were still losing like three 0 or something. Scored a goal, three one, and they all ran on the pitch. It was. Well, pitch invasion. Yeah, well, pitch invasion. Just the players and the bench and stuff like that. There's oh, not many fans that go watch. <laughs> yeah, the crowd is usually... Five people watching. 
But they famously, uh, to just finish off on football, sorry, Kev, famously okay. scored within 10 seconds against none other than England. Uh, I think in the no, they did. I not. think in the nineties, no. and then they lost like ten one. But it doesn't matter. Don't care. Don't care. That. That's me done for football. So something else. They're they're not great at. <laughs> they've never. I don't think they've ever won it. But I typed in all the famous people that come from San Marino. I normally look for inventions, famous people. Nothing really unique. From either of them, three out of the top five were Eurovision entries. But my favourite out of all of their uh, entries was in the 2021 contest by an artist called Senhit. And the main feature in the song was Flowrider. <laughs> so Flowrider pretty much represented San Marino in, in the 2021 Eurovision. You probably didn't even know it was a country. No, no, you probably didn't. Uh, but 2021 was the year of Eurovision. There was there was some big, big bangers on I that. I can't remember. Do you know that Icelandic group? Daddy Freya? No, I can't remember. Oh, they popped off. And Little Big from Russia were, were in it as well. I can't remember. Cool. Tough crowd. I do have a fun fact about it. I can't remember what year they were. But have you ever heard of the group Bucks Fizz from Ireland? No. So my second cousin is is one of the guys. Oh. Mendel. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Did they win it or were they just... Uh, I don't know. I'll double check. Making your mind up. Yeah, they won. 1981. Wow. Good on them. That's crazy. Speaking of music, they do have a, quite a big uh, rock music festival that happens in July, and those towers that you were on about earlier, uh, they're, they're the backdrop. Oh, yeah. So metal. I hope the festival is metal. I don't know if it's metal. I think it's just, I think it's like more just rock, but yeah. Imagine playing in front of those towers. Yeah, I know. It'd be sick, wouldn't it? To be fair, it, uh, have you seen pictures of the country? Because it does look amazing. It's like perched on a, on a mountain, basically. Looks pretty hilly, as in like a lot of walking uphill or downhill. Except Ooh. if you're going to let me find my fact. Where is it? Did I get it wrong? Did I do the? No, it's this one. One of the biggest attractions in San Marino is the Funavia di San Marino, which is an aerial cable car, and the cable car runs from a lower terminus in Borgo Maggiore to the upper station in the city of San Marino. And it was established in 1959. And it's the most used means of transport to reach the capital. Oh, wow. It's pretty cool. Uh, used by tourists and workers alike. And it's 330 meters long. It goes up 166 meters in altitude, six meters per second. Maximum capacity of moving people is uh, 1,200 people an hour. That's like, you'd only need 33 hours to move everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just over a day. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So that's, uh, you that's, also, that's how they get to the capital. Yeah, you don't have an airport or anything. So only way to go really is to go to touristy city of Rimini in Italy and then drive to San Marino. There's uh, a few things in San Marino that you can't really take out of the country. They, they, they love weapons. Have you read about that? 
No. They have shops that sell like guns and swords, and they're particularly fond of crossbows. Yeah, I've read. Yeah. They, so they have a crossbow tournament every year. A tournament. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that there was a group of guys that meet up, and they do like shows. They do like medieval, um, yeah, like performances. So that's the thing as well. In, in, apparently, in July they have medieval days. And there's like jousting yes. and parades and markets and yeah. Oh, that'd be so good. It sounds like time traveling going to San Marino. Oh man, there's, it's a shame that Tom's not in this one. I didn't go into depths, but I was just looking at fun facts and they were like, there's a, a large number of museums for such a small country. Um, and there's like uh, the Montale Tower, which is like a museum of old defense systems and the palazzo publico which is the town hall the museo delle curiosita which is curious objects i guess but my favorite is the museum of vampires and werewolves Ooh. yeah a chilling experience dedicated to lovers of mystery and darkness the museum of creatures of the night vampires and werewolves the museum is located in the historic center of san marino which is already quite evocative in itself. And a dark door opens. The proposal is a journey to discover the most disturbing yet fascinating figures suspended between reality and imagination that have always troubled the human mind. Wolfmen, blood-sucking vampires, creatures that populate nightmares and live in the realm of night. The museum, arranged on four floors, as you can tell this is from their website, offers a rich collection of objects, life-size statues, photographs, installations, Stage sets and memorabilia with fact sheets that traverse European cultures. Okay, it's myths and historical anecdotes to discover two mysterious phenomena. Lycanthropy and vampirism. Which I'm guessing are like the study of... Werewolves and vampires. Werewolves and vampires. <laughs> the museum is also suitable for children. <laughs> nice. nice. Um, something that isn't suitable for children is... The Locanda Osteria del Morano, the worst rated hostel. Oh, yeah, in San I heard about that. That's it's bad for kids, that one. This is the Alfred Guest House. Obviously, without Tom, it's really hard to do because he he's the master. Uh, the Alfred Guest House International, where we review the worst... No, we read the worst reviews of the worst rated hotel or hostel in the country on TripAdvisor. So this one is the hostel aptly named San Marino. Can't recommend. I've been traveling and staying at hostels for about 10 years, but the poor service and amenities at the hostel in San Marino did make me gulp. We happened to arrive at 1pm and just wanted to put our heavy bags down when the staff member said no one had told her we would arrive. We booked two places. There's only one toilet and one shower for all guests, which simply isn't enough. On top of that, we were both dirty and stank. That sounds like your problem. We spent a couple nights there, but I never understood who the owner was, given that reception desk was mostly empty. That's not the worst one we've ever had. Shameful scam no. for foreign tourists. That's good. Shameful. <laughs> I called during August to book a bed. As soon as she understood my foreign accent, to be fair, like there's never going to be a local. They don't need a hostel. They, <laughs> they can just walk home. As she understood my foreign accent, she told me that she would call me back with a private number. And after booking, after booking the room, she told me to confirm it by email. The reservation of the room made by mobile is considered by the owner of the hostel as advice. 
therefore a surcharge of 12 euros in addition to the price of the bed. That is a scam. Yeah, they got hat. <laughs> <laughs> but if they also fell for it, that sounds like... It doesn't sound awful. I'm not like, you know, sounds if it was like, this is the only option, I'd be like, oh, fuck, that sounds a bit rubbish. As opposed to being stood outside Alpha Guest House here. Yeah, I don't... I'd be I don't... like, this is your only option. Hmm. Yeah, I don't want to victim blame, but they sound like dumb tourists. Victim blame away, my friend. Okay, sweet. Blame them victims. A foreign accent are probably American. Speaking of foreign things and foreign objects or unidentified flying foreign objects, apparently, uh, that was a really bad story. Uh, no, 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 I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so tenuous, but I love it. Speaking of objects, <laughs> speaking of speaking stuff. of things, did you know an object is a thing? <laughs> but anyway, apparently uh, there are occasional reports of UFOs in San Marino. Nice. nice. So if you are like an alien spotter looking for your next trip, then San Marino should be high on your list. Maybe that's what the hostel owner recognised. They like they picked up the phone. And it was like. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> You're not from round here. <laughs> Take me to your leader. <laughs> What's it? Mars attacks there. There's not a lot about San Marino. No, I couldn't find uh, much, I'm honest. The, the the top ten most famous people didn't even I I'd never even heard of them unfortunately. It's probably the starting um, eleven of the of the football. Team. Yeah, Ex- except, <laughs> except the there was a singer born in 1941. His name was Antonio Chiaki. Wait, in Italian, is two C's chi? I think so. Chiaki, and he was a Samaranese <laughs> pop singer and actor. Went by the name Little Tony. Nice. And he achieved success in Britain in the late 50s and early 60s as the lead singer of the group Little Tony and His Brothers. And then he returned to Italy where he continued a successful career as a singer and film actor. So we can we safely assume that the, uh, half of the top 10 are also his brothers? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> top fives. Antonio, Antonio Chiacci. Tony Chiacci, some other Italian name. Luca. Luca Chiacci. <laughs> Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. Um, so he was he was the only person that had a, a, a relatively interesting story to tell. The only other um, thing I've got is they've got one notable traditional dish called Bustrengo. Uh, which is a type of cake. It's a cake made with ingredients like polenta, dried fruit, nuts, and often flavoured with honey and other sweetness. Mm. So, yeah, nice and heavy. Sounds lush. I've got a couple of bits that we can whiz through. A quarter of their GDP is from tourism. Um, and one of the main things that tourists like to do is go to go and get stamps and the much sought after... San... What are they call it what, what's the san marinese yeah. marinese marinese the lira of the old currency there they've got euro oh the, okay i was gonna say there's no way they've got their own currency. it's like a, a fake like currency you'd make with your friends when you're kids yeah 
<laughs> buttons. <laughs> you have to go to the tourism center and get uh, to get uh, the actual country stamp in your passport. They've got more that they own more cars than there are people. No way. That's... Yeah. Um, historically, they have the highest number of female heads of states as well. Their, their system's really strange, isn't it? They, don't they re-elect people like every six months? I have no idea. There's, yeah, there's something really weird about their their government. Because you get two, uh, a captain's regent, and you get two of them at the same time. They're elected every six months by the Grand and General Council. And normally the regents are chosen from parties in coalition, and they serve a six-month term. And that happens on the 1st and uh, of April and the 1st of October every year. And this tradition dates back to at least 1243. But surely they're going to run out of people soon. Possibly. But then you rotate, you can get voted back in after a three-year break. I'm Wow, a three-year break. But I'm just thinking, like, if you look at just your... If you look at school, for example, in your school year, there can't be that many people. Like, it's just... There's 33,000 in the whole country. Like, how many can there possibly be at any... Like, at one point. Four a year. So in theory, you say it's four a year, that's 12. So you'd only need 13 people to just rotate. Yeah, I guess. It's not too much. That's like Zion. a football team. So Yeah, yeah, it's the starting 11 as well. <laughs> that's why they're so shit. They're not actually footballers. <laughs> just politicians. <laughs> that get voted in. They might not be good at football. <laughs> But that's, yeah, so the highest number of female head of states um, and it's the high turnover as well. It's just, uh, I, I think that probably helps. Yeah, but regardless, it's always a good thing. True say. Uh, but that's me. I am uh, tapped on San Marino as well. Uh, me too. I've been tapped for, for a while, to be honest. But Yeah, same. It, it's still a place I'd like to go just because. Yeah, on the list for sure. Yeah. I've not been to any microstate in Europe, like Andorra, Monaco, San Marino, Liechtenstein, and you said also, I've, was it Malta? I've not been to any microstate, actually. Yeah, no, me neither. I've been so. to Monaco when I was younger. Doesn't sound like your thing. No. No, 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 it isn't. But, but yeah. I don't think any of the microstates are, really. I'm sure you can have some fun in Malta. They've got, like, the sea with some sea creatures you'd like. <laughs> yeah, I do like sea creatures. Uh, but yeah, I'm tapped. Uh, should we pick another country now? Yeah. Let me just get the randomizer. And where would you like to go? Just for Masha, I want to go to Ukraine. <laughs> Close enough. Solomon Islands. But yeah, that was it for the micro states of Europe. Hope you like the football bits as well different and we'll see well, i thought of a, a new section that i'm gonna uh i didn't do it for the next one i've got a couple but strange laws oh i like country. that so that's that uh thank that thank amanda for that idea but i've got a couple for for the next country which is conveniently the dominican republic i don't know why that's convenient but <laughs> so you've got some strange great. laws for the dominican republic as well yeah perfect well listener you've got something to look forward to Strange laws. Thanks for listening. Like, follow, subscribe, do all that good stuff on everything. Give us five stars on whatever you're listening to us on. Ed, who, what what platform do we get the most listeners on? Spotify. But Apple Podcasts Spotify. is close second, I think. 
Cool. Well, everyone, see you next week in the Dominican Republic. See ya. Love you. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.